Episode number nine of The Rental Realist. My name is Tyson Hill and welcome to the podcast. So yesterday I'm sitting in my office and one of our long time clients, Bruce, steps through the office door. He's from California and he had come to town and was meeting my dad for lunch. My dad wasn't quite available, so Bruce comes in my office, sits down, and we have an opportunity to chat about real estate for about 10 to 15 minutes. And in this episode, what I want to share is, you know, just through our conversation, he just dropped a few nuggets of just knowledge that I thought was really interesting. And if you enjoy real, real estate like I do, hopefully you, you can find some value and it just kind of gets you thinking about real estate in general. So I wanted to share that with you today. So we're sitting there, we're talking about how high prices are and how it's, you know, for some people, it's hard to get into the rental market with how expensive property is. And he sits back and he goes, you know what, Tyson? The price is always high. So I say, well, what do you mean by that, Bruce? And he said, price is always high. When I bought my house in California in 1986, the price was high. I didn't think I was getting a good deal, but that house has gone up in value 500%. When I bought my five multi-unit properties in Arizona, at the time, I thought the price was high. I didn't feel like I was getting a great deal. You know, now it looks like a great deal. So he said, you know, the price always feels high. And then, so I got to thinking about that. And I'm like, you know, you're right, Bruce. You know, when I think back on my my first house that I purchased, I there was a house listed for $135,000. And I remember, you know, I wanted to get it for one hundred thirty-two. dollars and so I offer $131,000 and they come back at $133,000. And I remember seriously sitting there contemplating, you know, do I walk away? You know, because I, I really want this at 132, not 133. Luckily, I didn't walk away and I, I bought it from 133. And now that house is, you know, worth $100,000 more than I, than I bought it for. And so it just goes to show it's like, yeah, it's, it's always a little scary when you're getting in and it never, you never feel like you're getting that smoking good deal. But time has a funny thing in real estate of just making any deal look really good as the years go on. I even look back at, you know, 2009, 2010, you know, when we were buying houses for, you know, 50 and $60,000, even then, you know, we were, we were nervous about it. You know, anytime a house is worth that amount of money in Arizona, you know, things are really bad. So it's still kind of scary even buying at that price. And I remember when we're looking at, at homes that were going to auction and setting our price, you know, we were, you know, we were purchasing some homes. We were losing out on, on homes over a thousand or $2,000. And you look back and you're like, man, it really didn't matter. We should have just paid any price and it would have worked out. You know, but at the time you don't think that way. And so I don't know when he, when he said that it just really hit home. It's like, man, it's so true. Almost every piece of real estate I've bought it. There's only been a few where I'm like, wow, I'm getting a really good deal. Most of the time I feel like, you know, this feels a little high, but you know, the numbers still work. And as, as years go on, they, they turn out to be great investments and you, you end up just feeling better and better about what you do. So from there, I kind of turned the conversation to his properties. As I mentioned, he he owns five multi-unit properties here in Arizona, and he bought those in the the mid to early '90s. And so I just asked him. I said, "Hey, Bruce, did, you know, did you those early years was it a struggle or did they always cash flow?" And he goes, "Oh no, they they were a struggle in the early years, and and you know there are there are a lot of months, most months." 
that he was coming out of pocket to keep those things going. You know, and he told me that, you know, when he bought them, you know, they penciled out, they were supposed to cash flow, but then reality hits, you know, things you weren't expecting hit. And, you know, there were some tough months where he was having to put money, pull money out of his pocket to make his mortgage payments. What's interesting about that is that's, that's usually when people are like, ah, this, this is a bad investment. I got to get out. And he's, he's the kind of guy that he just saw it through, you know, and I look at what he owns now and man, it's like, what a blessing it is to him that he stayed the course and and kept those properties because they are compared to what he bought them for and what they're worth now. I mean, he is just created a, a, a nice chunk of wealth for just seeing that through and even just kind of fighting through those early tough years. That's the kind of crazy thing about real estate is usually the return early on sometimes isn't the best, but as time goes on, that return just continues to get better and better and better. As rents go up, as values go up, you know, your, your investment just starts looking better and better as those years go on. And we're sitting there talking and he, he just told me, he's like, look, Tyson, you buy real estate, you hold it. That's what you do. You know, and he just says it so matter-of-factly, like that he firmly believes. You buy a piece of real estate, you hang on to it, and everything's going to work out. And, you know, and he's living proof of that because every piece of real estate he's bought has has multiplied and created, you know, his retirement. And like I said before, just a nice chunk of wealth by just hanging on to that real estate. Even when, you know, in those lean years, it probably didn't feel like the best thing to do. But you could just tell, you know, he was committed to that. And as you all know, I'm I'm a buy and hold guy. I've made that very, very clear. But it's just really cool looking at an investor, you know, who's who's owned those properties 25 to 30 years and just watching like, man, this, this is what it's going to look like when you get to the end. You know, I've said it once. I've said it a million times. Real estate is a, is a long-term play. You can play the short game. You can get those little gains here and there. But, but if you play the long game, man, you're going to win. There's just no doubt about it. I've just seen far too many investors, good investors and even not so good investors. But when they play the long game, it's really hard to lose in the long game. It really is. So I'll also share this too. Last week I had a, had a, a guy in his young 20s that I've known for a while. Uh, you know, He hit me up and said, hey, Tyson, I, I want to come in and I want to talk about real estate. You know, and anytime anyone wants to talk real estate, I, I'm a sucker for that. I'll, I'll talk real estate all day long with anybody. And so I said, yeah, man, come on in. And so he, he comes down to the office and he lays out this plan of how he's going to start accumulating property. And he just said, look, you know, every everyone I know that's wealthy, like they did it through real estate. They own real estate. And I realized that I, I need to do that. So it was really cool seeing this young guy kind of catch that vision. And he, I mean, he's just on fire when it comes to real estate. He's saying that, you know, he's got this plan all mapped out, you know, he's saving money. He knows when he, he knows what he's going to buy. He knows when he's going to buy it. And he knows exactly how he's going to pay it off and then how he's going to go do the next one. You know, and I started sharing some, you know, my path and how I've done it. And it's, it's different than how he's doing it. And that's what's so cool about real estate is there's so many ways to the top. There's no exact one right way or wrong way to do it. And so just just seeing his plan and just being like, yeah, like that that sounds really cool. Like good for you, man. And he's you know, it's it's just cool to see a young guy like that just just kind of catch the vision. 
And what's even crazier is, am I that old now? Like, like am I, are people looking at me as a possible mentor? Like, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm cool with it. Like, hey, you want to come talk real estate and pick my brain? I am, I am open to it all the time. The crazy thing is, I don't feel that old, but I guess I am. I guess I am. But no, I, I love doing that kind of stuff. And man, can't wait to see this kid buy his first house and, and execute that plan. Because if he does what he says he's going to do, man, I'll see you at the top, kid. I'll see you at the top. All right, well, we're going to keep it short and sweet on this podcast episode. I just wanted to share a couple of those things that were kind of top of mind in regards to real estate. You know, you get a guy like Bruce coming through your office and he shares you share some nuggets of knowledge like that, you got to share it. You got to share it. So thanks again for the listen and we'll see you on the next one.